citizen, the training, chapter 28. Fixing Sydney for Y2K was a lot to do in two weeks, especially after Tracy had two years of dynamic travel with his job. On the tedious flight home across the globe, Tracy decided he was done. Little did he know, over the next three years, Tracy would experience three jobs in rapid succession, which would prepare him to become independent from this world's system. So, even though what God prepared for him looked like setbacks, they actually set Tracy up to catapult him to the next level. As he planned, the first stepping stone was with Tava Technologies itself, even though Tracy had decided to quit. As soon as he got off the plane, Tracy went into the office. He filled out his timesheet and expense report and updated his resume. Tracy hit Enter to print five copies and went to the copy room to get them before anyone else saw them. As Tracy waited for his resumes to collate, Lady T appeared. She went over to the fax machine and glanced over Tracy's shoulder. Tremail, the southern ninja bell said. I don't need that many copies of your expense report. I know, Tracy said, still jet-lagged. I already handed them in. Oh, Lady T said, and she abruptly walked out of the copy room with her unfaxed papers. She went to her desk, saw Tracy's report in her inbox, calculated, and returned to the copy room. She arrived as Tracy pulled his resumes off the printer tray. By the way, Lady T said, Greg wants to see you in his office. And Tracy looked at her, caught with the evidence. Oh, and you can probably get rid of those. The shredder is right over there, although she thought better of it. But give me one to put in your file. And Greg was ready to see Tracy by 10 a.m. Tracy, Greg said, I'd like you to have a seat. Tracy thought he was in trouble. Creatures, Australian or not, were not the only things that could be poisonous. Then the accounting manager joined them. As Greg continued looking through one of Tracy's newly minted resumes, Tracy recognized Lady T's handiwork. I see you've had some banking experience. Greg said. Yes, sir, I do, Tracy said. So you know a little bit about financials and business? That's not what my degree is in, but yes. Not a problem. And you have some programming in your past? Yes, Tracy said, and he silently checked in. Where is this going, Lord? You passed the test, he said. This is your promotion. Without warning, Greg slapped his hand on his desk as if he had a eureka moment. Good, Greg said, because you're going to head up our new department. What? Tracy asked, and Lady T's head appeared around the doorframe. Shut the door, T, Greg said, and we don't want to be disturbed. For the next forty-five minutes... Greg 
and Lisa from accounting explained how they wanted Tracy to become the system's administrator for Tava Technologies. Oracle Financials was coming to the forefront for accounting, and they wanted Tracy to make that happen. Their plan was to have him learn the present system, train in Tempe, Arizona with an Oracle consultant, and come back to start implementation. In order to do this, Greg explained, we have to make you an officer. Of course, this would come with a 10K raise, and we have a corner office for you. It doesn't have windows or furniture yet, but we're going to be moving locations soon, which, by the way, won't be announced until next week, so please keep that quiet. Tracy was blindsided, but realized the importance of what was happening. Who would I answer to? Tracy asked. Us, Greg said, and Tracy realized the other two people in the room were officers of the company. But before we can go any further, we need to know if you accept. What if this doesn't go as planned? Tracy asked. Then I made a mistake, Greg said. You will be heading up your own department, and we will be looking to you for the best way to do that. Immediately, Tracy was shown Joseph from the Bible, the one with the amazing coat of many colors. This was the same thing. He had all the authority, but none of the responsibility. We have to know if you agree, Greg continued, because we need to swear you in as an officer before we can discuss anything further. Because he had said, This is your promotion, Tracy said, Yes. Out loud. Good, Greg said, and opened the door to tell Lady T to print the documents. It's already done, Greg, Lady T hollered from down the hall. Uh, she was listening, Greg stammered, and Tracy couldn't help himself. How do you think she knows what to get your wife for her birthday? Oh, Greg said, which confirmed Tracy was the right man for the job. When Lady T came back with the papers, Tracy was sworn in. Afterward, Greg stood to shake Tracy's hand. Then he reached into the big drawer of his desk to hand him a thick book. Pick out furniture for your new office over the weekend, Greg said. Here's the catalog. Tracy's new job started Monday. He spent the weekend meditating over the fact he was now an officer of a company and how good God was. He also wondered if Corinthian leather was actually made by Corinthians and if they would deliver his office chair in short leather tunics. Then, for two weeks, Tracy went over everything with Lisa in accounting. The two weeks following... Tracy went to Tempe, Arizona for his first training seminar in Oracle Financials, and he was hooked. Once he was back in Atlanta, Tracy sought out every class offered and took it. He started his department, and soon there was a company merger that used Tracy's new accounting structure. Similar to when he studied electrical engineering, learning Oracle Financial Systems was like breathing. Tracy had the desire, and the walk was easy. Tracy loved his job, 
and was surprised how much he liked to lead. He was also his own boss, and had a nine-to-five. He had no travel, no overtime, and could have a banana break with Lady T any time he wished. God also used Tracy to minister in the office. Rumors of his experiences in the field came home to roost, and Tracy's advice was sought out as the end of the twentieth century loomed. Y2K compliance would soon be obsolete, so Tava Technologies downsized as projects dwindled. Because he was the company's computer guru, Tracy helped employees run search engines for new jobs. As colleagues were laid off, just as many found new, better-paying jobs with Tracy's help. Word spread, and praise reports came back. Prayers work, dude, a tech assistant said. By the end of November, Tava Technologies was pretty thin, but Tracy was still grateful. He had seen much of the world, and the company instigated and paid for his training in Oracle Financials. This was a pivotal step on his path, and would eventually lead Tracy to the rendezvous page in the picture book. But now it was time to move on. Late one Sunday afternoon, the tall, shiny silver figure gave Tracy a directive. Look on the computer to see what Oracle jobs are paying, he said. But I love my job, and they are so good to me. Just see what other companies are paying for your experience level in Oracle, he said. Okay, if you insist. I do. So, Tracy ran a search engine the same way he helped so many of his fellow employees. Job after job popped up, and many were local. Each job also paid a minimum of 25000 more than Tracy's current salary. The devil is a liar. Tracy yelled, but was conflicted. Although I am still grateful for the job you gave me, Lord, this is the brook that is feeding me, so I'll stay here until I am told to go elsewhere. There was no answer until the next day. On Monday, Lisa called the project managers in for a meeting. The ones leaving were briefed on their exit interviews and paperwork. After the meeting, Tracy received a praise report in the hallway when a colleague told Tracy he had gotten a $15,000 raise and had become a manager. That afternoon, when Tracy sent in his follow-up paperwork to Lisa, he got a return email to see her in her office. When Tracy arrived, Travis stood behind Lisa's desk. He was a tall, broad-shouldered white man who easily weighed 300 pounds. Originally, he was a Georgia chicken farmer, and he preached at a small church on Sundays. Travis had heard about Tracy's insights. He was puzzled, because Travis couldn't understand how a gay black man from West Virginia could possibly know so much about God. I'm afraid we have some sad news, Lisa said. What happened? Tracy asked. Is it something we can pray about? Lisa's eyes swelled with tears. She had become close working so directly with Tracy over the past two years, 
and the situation was difficult for her. Travis is here because we have to lay you off, Lisa admitted. Are you serious? Tracy asked. Yes, Lisa said meekly. Hallelujah! Tracy yelled and began praising God. Then he looked at Travis and was stopped. But you think you're here for Lisa. <laughs> and Tracy laughed. But you're actually here to be a witness. At first, Lisa and Travis weren't sure if Tracy was having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Last night, Tracy explained, he pushed me. God told me to look online. And do you know what I found? And Lisa and Travis stayed wary. <laughs> the lowest salary listed for my competency level in Oracle Financials was 25000 more than I make now. And there are a lot of jobs out there. Travis smiled, slowly able to see past the physical roadblocks of this world and see the spiritual events unfolding. Now, I'm going to miss you guys, but God's giving me a promotion. And Tracy pointed at Travis and smiled. And you're here to see it. I didn't see it coming either. I would have stayed here another five years if you wanted me to. And Travis understood. Lisa was still confused, but was relieved as she began to understand how little she had to do with what was happening. But you are releasing me, Tracy said. And I am so grateful. I've never seen anything like this, Travis said under his breath. Isn't God good? Tracy asked and danced again as he headed out of Lisa's office. Hallelujah! Tracy yelled from the hall. God's got promotion on his mind. And he clicked his heels. Hallelujah, Travis repeated quietly and marveled at such circumstance. Hello, everyone. Tracy here. I hope you're enjoying my story. We'll let you know how to support this podcast later. But for now, the best thing you can do is follow us and share it with your friends and family. So if you like what you're hearing, please help us out by telling people about it. And thanks again. So Tracy left Tava Technologies and looked for a job. Unlike the colleagues he helped, Tracy didn't find one. Over the next weeks, he was offered a few, but Tracy recognized them as distractions, and he sensed confusion. Either the job wasn't a good match, or not the salary God showed him. Because he had time, Tracy took more training courses in Oracle Financials. This prepared him for the last whirlwind of tests God planned before Tracy would return to Ohio. However, at the moment, money was drying up, so that night Tracy got on his knees. It's getting close to the end of my savings, Lord. 
I need you to open up a door fast, because I didn't cause this last door to shut. His answer was immediate. Go downstairs, retrieve your old waterbed, clean it up, and set it up tomorrow. I asked you about a job, and you tell me to put together a waterbed? Do you believe I heard you, and that my answer is to put your waterbed together? Yeah. Good. Do the simple thing, and I will do the impossible. After you get the waterbed together, it will take the whole day to heat up so you can get a good night's sleep. Because the day after tomorrow, you will need to be up early to receive a phone call. How early will that phone call be, Lord? Early, so get a good night's sleep. The next day, Tracy put his waterbed together, heated it, and slept well. The following day, he got up at five, got his coffee, ate his cereal, and did his praise and worship. Then, Tracy felt a nudge to shave, shower, and get dressed for work. By seven, Tracy was in a suit and tie, waiting for what was to come. The recruiter called at 8.15. How soon can you meet with the client? she asked. I'm ready to go out the door right now, Tracy said. When the recruiter told Tracy where the interview was, he recognized the address. Tracy had met with this client, but the position was not a match. However, that was before, and this could be different. Tracy arrived at nine, and Teddy met with him immediately. Teddy looked like a panda, but spoke like an Acadian from New Orleans, so the two liked each other immediately. You got here fast, Teddy said. I just talked to the recruiter forty minutes ago. By faith, Tracy said, I am ready to go. I like your spirit, Teddy said. When can you start? I'm ready now, Tracy said, and Teddy laughed. Well, HR isn't. We just developed this position an hour ago. But I tell you what, let's meet with the team, and you can start tomorrow and Teddy lumbered out of his office. I still can't believe you got here so fast, Teddy said again softly. Then they went to meet with the team that was to develop the new Oracle department for WebMD, and Tracy smiled. He knew that this was what God meant when he left Tava Technologies, but to say God had promotion on his mind was an understatement. As the millennium dawned, Tracy was swept into the tech revolution. The dot-com industry swelled, Atlanta got WebMD, and Tracy's expertise in Oracle and merging tech companies put him in the forefront. Tracy developed the help desk and became head honcho of system administration. Behind the scenes, God gave Tracy insights on how the system worked from his perspective. The result was that Tracy was able to solve every problem. Soon, Tracy was on call 24-7, and he carried a pager to keep every techie and medical merger in Atlanta on track. Tracy rode the wave as companies started, boomed, and merged, which created a sea of 30-somethings with way too much money in their expense accounts. Teddy began building a plane in his three-car garage and tried to talk Tracy into skydiving, 
but Tracy talked him into studying Eagle Claw Kung Fu instead. Another director drove a different color motorcycle for each day of the week. To throw fuel on the fire, Atlanta hosted the Super Bowl in 2000. As a high-ranked employee, Tracy was invited to the dinner before WebMD's private concert with Elton John at the Fox Theater. There, Tracy experienced what it was to be swanky. Dress was black tie, although Elton inspired hyped couture that translated to diamond-studded fishnet stockings, lace on top hats and feather boas, and almost everything was spattered with sequins. After the concert, everyone went to the clubs where things went from crazy to insane. The chant was, Ain't no party like a WebMD party cause a WebMD party don't stop. Say what? And repeat. The best part was, that was what actually happened. In the small hours of the morning, Atlanta was socked with an ice storm. So, wherever revelers were, that's where they stayed until midweek. Then, like a strange spring, the carnival of party animals was finally able to call it quits. Flattened hairdos from days spent in a car crawled to gas stations and diners, and then deflated furs, wrinkled tuxedos, and exhausted stilettos finally went home. Then it was back to work, and everything was great for a year. Then, just as quickly, there was envy and strife, and confusion was followed by every evil work. Because WebMD's star rose so quickly, there was a hostile takeover. Its founder was ousted, and the company planned to move to Nashville. Tracy not only didn't want to go back to Tennessee, the culture of the company had changed drastically. Teddy was fired, and then Tracy's friendly, outgoing nature was misinterpreted by his replacement. Tracy had no previous experience working a help desk, and because Oracle was so new, few knew how to run an Oracle help desk either. But this seemed to be God's point, and His light made Tracy's expertise shine like a lighthouse. The office at WebMD had a row of private offices on the side, and an open room with cubicles where Tracy sat front and center. Tracy frequently went to co-workers' desks to solve issues on their computers, where he was also overheard. In addition, the tall, shiny silver figure was more eager and noisier. He began first thing in the morning. As Tracy got ready for work, he talked a blue streak about what they were about to do that day. By the time Tracy reached his desk, he literally ran circles around him. He spoke to Tracy in the past, present, and future tense as he whirled around him. As he did so, Tracy saw parts of his face, or sometimes his arm or leg went by in a swish of light and colors. A little like the zoetrope, he swirled around Tracy in a tight 360-degree circle, and Tracy saw hues and flashes of silver as he spoke of many things at once. Get this phone call. We healed that last year. In two years, we're going to... The tall, shiny silver figure said at once, in a dizzying funnel around Tracy's face. Then 
he repeated his statements as a mantra, which created a driving rhythm of what had happened, was happening, and would happen. When Tracy went to someone's desk, he saw pictures of his co-workers' families. Tracy learned who was in the hospital or whose birthday it was, just like Lady T had. As he did, the tall, shiny silver figure gave Tracy wisdom concerning his co-workers' lives. Therefore, Tracy fixed the help desk ticket and the personal problem at the same time, and the two were on fire. Tracy called the phenomenon Swirl Sutra from the way his words and the rhythm of colors and light spun around Tracy's head. Because Tracy was the help desk, and his cubicle was front and center, the hype of Swirl Sutra became a beacon. The upshot was that when Tracy simultaneously solved help desk issues and his co-workers' issues, Dick, his new supervisor, misinterpreted Tracy's time spent on the phone as personal phone calls. Back when Teddy managed the office, this camaraderie was encouraged. But Dick was the opposite of the amiable panda. He was a tall, skinny white boy, whose dislike for Tracy may have stemmed from his racism, or perhaps from him being a closeted gay man. Whatever the reason, Dick spent thirty days gathering information by listening to Tracy's calls and recording what was said. What Dick didn't realize was that Tracy kept stacks of black composition notebooks. In them, Tracy also recorded everything he said or did, which was an invaluable resource in solving oracle issues. The notebooks also kept track of everyone's birthday, concerns about their family, and what the tall, shiny silver figure had said. That way, Tracy could check back with his co-workers for a praise report. The standoff occurred at the end of the month, when Dick set up a bogus problem for Tracy to solve with a time limit. Shortly before 4.30 p.m. on a Friday, an innocent IT guy called the help desk. He said he needed Tracy to fix his micker printer. Tracy thought this was odd, because micker printers were only used to print checks, which was done in the accounting department. But according to the IT guy, the printer was supposed to be online and working by 5 p.m. So Tracy collected his black notebooks and left the help desk. On the way, he passed three of Dick's stooges, one who was the new IT director. It was more than suspicious they hung around the water cooler by the micker printer, and Tracy recognized the test when the naysayers sneered as he passed. So, one of the naysayers said, You think you can get it done by five o'clock? Sure will, Tracy said. I'll be right back. Just give me a few minutes. Then, Swirl Sutra kicked into action as Tracy walked to the IT guy's desk. The young innocent was upset he couldn't solve such a seemingly simple problem. Tracy looked at his computer screen, and he swirled around with information in flashes and a flurry of words. Then, a co-worker was on her way home, and she interrupted Tracy. 
My mother loved the necklace for her birthday, she reported. You always have the right answers. It was the perfect thing. And then Tracy returned to the computer issue. Ah, what did you call the printer name? Tracy asked, and the innocent told him. Now, let me see how you set it up on your screen. Tracy said, and instantly the tall, shiny silver figure showed Tracy. You didn't mess up. This wasn't your fault. And I didn't mess up with my setup. But we can fix this. WebMD decided all printers should be named with all capital letters. Your supervisor should have told you this. The innocent looked at Tracy with confusion. So, Tracy said, Kindly forward me the email from the IT director, which showed the setup he instructed you to do, and then I'll fix it. The innocent did. Now, I need to drive from your computer, Tracy said, and he did. It was close to five o'clock. Tracy signed in and changed the printer's name to all caps, but the new IT director didn't know Tracy had that authorization. Now print something, Tracy said. Anything. And he left. As Tracy returned to his desk, he passed the naysayers by the water cooler. Do you think you have it solved? The IT director asked with a smirk. As he finished speaking, the micker printer spat out a sheet of paper. Look behind you, Tracy said without breaking his stride. And you tell me if I solve the problem. The IT director followed Tracy back to his help desk. How did you do that? When God tells you to take oracle classes on the weekends, you learn stuff, Tracy said. Then he looked the newly minted IT director in the eye. I also designed and set up the system. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you would like to purchase the book, Dual Citizen, it is available on Amazon. Be sure to search for Dual Citizen, The Connection. All three books, The Connection, The Training, and The Arrival, are available in print as well as on Kindle. Dual Citizen, The Connection, is also available on Audible. So, if you would like to skip ahead and see how everything turns out, feel free. But don't tell your friends the ending. Thanks again, and we hope everyone will find their place at the table.